Greetings, guys, and I hope all is well with you. Come on in, come on in, grab a good pad, good pen, as well as a good friend, and welcome to Evolution Now. I am your host, T.S. Bradshaw, astro-numerologist, motivational speaker, metaphysical counselor, psychic healer, and author, with your co-host, Saya. Hello, everyone. I hope you all are doing it having a fantastic day and thank you all once again for tuning in on today's podcast and together we host the evolution now podcast so if you have an astrology numerology or topic related question or comment that you want answered or shared you can send your questions or comments to evolutionnow.org at gmail.com yes i yes yes indeed so we certainly do have a comment by Tara, and uh, we're going to read that for you guys. Um, her comment was, I started listening to your Leo episode. I don't know a whole lot about astrology and the different houses, but found it interesting how you related attributes to the body, to the houses, right? Um, as well as to a person's health. So um, she found that to be uh, very interesting. And uh, what I find to be interesting is, is that, you know, astrology can be related to many different things. Um, And one of those things that astrology is related to is medical, you know, medical, you know, the, the medical sphere. So that would be medical astrology. And so we certainly talked about how the heart is related to Leo um, as well as a circulatory system within the body. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Was that something that was new for you as well, Sai? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely it was. Yeah, so I'm glad that, you know, uh, there are some things that we can share on this particular podcast that is new to some people um, because that's what we're here to do. We're here to bring insight, clarity, and direction, as well as some education and a tad bit of entertainment on the side, since this is Leo season. Yeah, that's right. So we are in uh, the season of Leo, and the season of Leo is a season of romance, pleasurable pursuits, love affairs, creative self-expression, hobbies, spending time with your children, and, you know, spending time with your intellectual um you know, uh, creativities that you have gotten out, whether it's your creative projects and things of that nature, right? So it's a time to spend time with those things, whether it's a book that you created, a um, song you wrote, you know, a painting that you've created and things of that nature. It's also a time to have fun, play games, you know, be involved with entertainment, um, and it's also a time for participating in activities that allows you to externalize the self through the vital energy of the sign um, uh, that you are governed by, which is your sun sign. Right. So, you know, externalize yourself and your activities right through your sun sign energy, which is your willpower right? That is your personality. The sun is your personality. The rising sign is the soul's energy. Okay. So wherever um, the sun is placed for you within your natal chart and whatever sign your sun sign is, or you, or what we would call your star sign is, that is where your vital energy 
um, is most expressed. Okay. Um, and so that's something that we talked about in one of the last episodes and, you know, your sun placement is where you are able to certainly, um, externalize yourself, you know, your inner self more and let that sunshine, you know, come out that little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Well, that's your sun energy. So let that energy shine. So this is a season to certainly ask questions around the topics that Leo sees and governs over. And some of those questions could be, you know, um, am I having fun? Am I participating in activities that allow me to externalize my inner self, right? Uh, have I been asking um, myself these questions, you know, a tad bit more during the season, right? Um, how about you, Sai? Have you been asking yourself, you know, some of these questions this season, you know, if you're having fun and how could you bring more fun into you know, your everyday life? Yeah, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I definitely asked myself that a lot. I recently did something, you know, involving my friends, you know, um, and that, that really did, it was really refreshing, um, because it was fun. It was a degree of fun that I'm, you know, that it can get troubling for me to get used to, (laughs) you know, but I, it was much needed. It was needed a lot. And, uh, moving forward, you know, I'm, really trying to figure out ways that I can, you know, achieve that same level of fun by myself for myself that they were able to give me when I was, you know, with them. So, yeah, I would definitely have to say I think about that a lot. Well, that's awesome. You know, um, this is definitely a time for us to do some reflecting on that because there are times when we are definitely bogged down with a lot of things that we've got going on in our lives and we don't necessarily take the time out to balance that energy out with a little bit of fun. Um, And so it's interesting that not only are we in a Leo season where fun entertainment games and, you know, letting our hair down and, you know, being a part of our pleasurable pursuits um, is a thing, but we're also in the sixth universal year numerically of 2022. And this is a year of balance where we need to be balancing our energies um, in more ways than one. Um, So, I think that's great that you had an opportunity to reflect on that and, you know, actually allow some fun into your life. You know, I think that's really good. So um, I myself uh, also have fun as well during this season. Um, I certainly um, had an opportunity to spend time with you guys, right, with my kids, uh, play some games and, you know, dance to the music during the season because I love to dance. Uh, you know, also take advantage of some art activities, you know, take, Mm. you know, go to some art exhibitions and things of that nature, because I do like art a lot. So, um, I had some time to, you know, have some fun too, brother. I did, I did. (laughs) Deserved. Yeah. You, you got to make that time. So I think it's really good that we, um, have an opportunity to do that. And I hope that all the listeners out there are taking some time to actually um, let their hair down and have some fun as well with their families. I know that people are going on vacations or have gone on vacations as well um, to just be spontaneous and enjoy themselves. So take advantage of this Leo season 
um, while you can. Leo governs over the heart as well uh, within the body. And, you know, this season is an optimal time to work on, you know, um, certain, you know, parts of the bodies and certain chakras, right, within the body. So I'm on Instagram, whether people realize that or know that or not, you can follow me at astronumerologist7. So on Instagram, I put up a poll in my stories and the poll question was which chakra should you focus on during leo season okay and so i posted that question with a poll and i also gave three answers answer a was the heart chakra is it the heart chakra that you should focus on during leo season all right Answer B was the sacral chakra. Should it be the sacral chakra that you should be focusing on during Leo season? And the C option was both. Should it be both of the chakras, you know, the heart and the sacral chakra that you should be focusing on during Leo season? And so I had some people who uh, actually uh, participated in the poll. And one of those people uh, was Mimi Stevenson. All right. Shout out to Mimi Stevenson. Uh, she actually answered with the sacral chakra. Okay. And the other person was Lola Levine. So shout out to Lola. All right. Um, and so Lola said the heart chakra. Okay. Um, and so uh, to be quite honest with you, they both answered right. Okay. So if you wanted to know which uh, heart chakra and no, not heart chakra, but which chakra you should focus on during Leo season is both. Okay. It's both the heart chakra and the sacral chakra. Now, when we talk about chakras in short, chakras are, you know, the energy centers or points within the body. The sacral chakra is the energetic center in the body that is responsible for, you know, assisting us in engaging in enjoyment and vitality within our lives. All right. The sacral chakra connects us to our sensuality, our sexuality and creativity. And so the energy of the sacral chakra is aligned with Leo's fifth house energy. All right. So when we talk about sensuality and, you know, sexuality and creativity, that definitely falls under the fifth house. OK, where Leo resides and this is the season for that. So if this chakra energy is blocked for some of you out there, this is a wonderful time to strengthen the chakra center. And so some essential oils or incense and some crystals that can help you to strengthen the sacral chakra will go over real quick. So there are certain uh, essential oils that you can use to help unblock the sacral chakra and some of those essential oils and or incense are sandalwood, myrrh, orange or vanilla. OK, um, some crystals that you can use to help strengthen your sacral chakra are fire opal, gold topaz and hyacinth. OK, so they all help to strengthen the sacral chakra. All right. And they all have like this um, fiery uh, orangey burnt orange or orangey color which is also you know in alignment with the sun which is uh the what we would call planet or 
planetary energy that governs over Leo. Okay, so there is an alignment there. So there are some things. Now, the second chakra or another chakra that we should be paying attention to, and rightfully so, is the heart chakra, right? And so this is another energetic center that could benefit from some development during this season, especially due to the fact that Leo governs over the heart. So the heart is the center of, you know, um, the chakra sense the the chakra system and it provides oxygen to the main or I should say to all arteries within the body and it is responsible for providing the flow of the vital force energy throughout the body all right through the blood and so the heart is closely connected to all of the chakra points and all of the vital organs within the body because it actually sends oxygen to all the, you know, all the organs in the body. So it's the center point. It's the center point between the throat chakra and the navel chakra. Okay. How about that? How about it? So it connects everything. Um, and so the heart chakra is responsible for bridging the differences that separates people. You know, it's love that bridges the difference, the differences between, you know, people, right? Um, that separates us and it connects, you know, us to our relationships with others in a more empathetic way. Uh, the heart and the heart chakra also allows us to accept ourselves for all of who we are by assisting us um, um, in recognizing our deeper needs and desires. So when we work with the heart chakra, it helps us to recognize our deeper needs and desires. And it also helps us to accept ourselves as we truly and authentically are. Okay. And so this is also a great chakra to work on uh, throughout the year as well. And not just, you know, during the Leo season, but it's also a great chakra to work on throughout the year because we are currently in the sixth numerical year, um, which is in alignment with Venus and, you know, the heart center. So some essential oils or incense that can help unblock the heart chakra. We're going to go over that. Um, and some of those essential oils that we can use to help unblock the heart chakra is rose. So we can use some rose and we can also use some jasmine. Okay, so those are the essential oils. And if you have some rose or jasmine as an incense, definitely burn that. I like rose. Is that like your favorite plant? Um, you mean my favorite flower? Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh one of rose is one in tulips. Mm. Yeah, I like roses and tulips. Those are nice. Um, are purple, right? Yeah. They are different colors. Oh they are okay. Yeah, just like roses. Roses come in different colors too. Yeah, I think there's yellow tulips too, right? Yeah, they're yellow tulips. Red ones. So, you know. Um, though they're red roses. I'm not sure if they're red tulips, but I do know there are yellow tulips, but and white ones and like purple ones or lavender. But, mm. um, 
yeah i do like roses and tulips those are they're nice so some crystals or gemstones that can be used to help with the heart chakra are you know rose quartz emerald emerald is that green you know color um and jade so those things can certainly help us um as far as crystals to help us to certainly work with them to help us to open our heart chakra and um let me just say this before we get off of chakras i just want to say also too there are some good mantras that can be used to help with both the sacral chakra and the heart chakra. So for the sacral chakra, there's a good mantra that you can say to yourself um, on a daily basis. And one of them is with all of my senses, I enjoy life. All right. Or you can say, I allow myself to enjoy life with all of my senses. Do you allow yourself to enjoy life with all of your senses, Masan? I would like to think so. You know, I would like to think so. Um, and if I somehow, you know, am not, you know, to the degree that I can, then I'm going to absolutely work on that. You know, I think everybody should. Yeah. I think there was a time when we sat down and we were doing the mantras and we did the mudras, right? Um, and we did the meditation for the different chakra points. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did do that. That's yeah. right. Yeah, we did that together um, as a family. And so another mantra that you can use um, and this one is for the heart chakra. Um, there's a beautiful mantra um, and it goes, my heart is open to giving and receiving love. My heart is open to giving and receiving love or I lovingly accept myself as I am. I like that one. Yeah, that one sounded nice. That I like that nice. one. Yeah, I like that one. I lovingly accept myself as I am. And I think that's so that echoes so true now because this is a time where we're coming into accepting our authentic selves, right? Um, I'm hearing that message a lot, you know, um, in this time right now. It's accepting oneself for who one truly is authentically and actually walking in that. Um, and so I think that's a beautiful mantra. I hope you guys, you know, tap into those mantras and use them on a daily basis to help you open up your sacral chakra and enjoy life more and help you to open up your heart chakra so that you can definitely give and receive love openly. Herbs that can help to assist the heart and circulatory system. Um, and these are sun herbs, okay, because this is Leo season. And some of these herbs are rosemary, okay, hawthorn, okay, and ginger. Ginger is really good for assisting with the circulatory system. All right. Definitely look into these herbs. Do your research on these herbs before you ingest them. OK. All right. Um, definitely do your research. Definitely, you know, check with your your own uh, health status to see whether or not you're able to ingest these herbs. And I always tell people, yes, I am no doctor. I do study um, astro herbalism. And so, you know, whatever I study and whatever I research and whatever I learn, I like to share, but I am no doctor, um, but I do thorough research. Um, and so I always tell people when you are working with any type of herb, you know, definitely take small amounts and small doses, see how it affects your body and things that nature before you, you know, um, increase the dosage, right? And try not to take 
you know, more than one herb at a time so that you will know how each herb has an effect on the body, on your body. All right. And also, if you have a doctor, um, you know, or a primary physician, you know, definitely run some things by your primary physician first before taking uh, your herbs. All right. Now, these herbs that I just mentioned can especially help those who have Saturn and Leo within their natal chart. All right. So if you have Saturn and Leo in your natal chart, these herbs can certainly help and assist you as it pertains to, you know, your heart, your heart functioning, as well as the circulatory system within the body. Um, you know, Saturn is a restrictive type of energy. Um, it can restrict and, uh, you know, wherever it lies within the signs, right, within your chart, um, it can certainly restrict possibly restrict the organ that that sign governs over so for example Saturn and Leo Saturn definitely can restrict things right Leo governs over the heart so within the body so there could be some restrictions happening um, as it pertains to the heart could be some restrictions as it pertains to your circulatory system so these are just you know some things that you can definitely um look out for and you know definitely look into as um you continue your health journey and things of that nature now i will say that um medical astrology is definitely a uh, area um that is close to my heart so i definitely try to uh get as much information as possible when it comes to medical astrology now speaking of astrology we have just experienced the AH Lionsgate portal energy, and this energy um, emanates from the dog star, Sirius, right, and the sun. So when Sirius and the sun aligns, all right, and it aligns with the earth um, every year around, you know, the 8th of August or a little bit before, all right. Um, this is where the eight eights Lionsgate portal um, takes place. All right. And so in the solar system and in the natal chart, the sun is considered like your personality. Sirius is considered the soul energy. <laughs> okay. Mm, I hear that. So, yeah, so the sun is considered the personality of the cosmos, you know, where Mercury is considered your communication and intellect, the communication and intellect energy of the cosmos, right? Sirius, okay, is considered the soul of the cosmos. So this energy certainly um, brings in, um, you know, higher consciousness, uh, downloads from, you know, higher realms unto us. Uh, and so this is a time where we are receiving downloads and, you know, receiving higher mind consciousness energy. And so um, it is a powerful time because it takes place, you know, at the peak of the Lion's Gate um, portal being open. And that is on the 8th of October. And so that energy, that 8-8 energy is definitely powerful energy. The number eight in numerology is power and authority. 
right? And this great manifestation energy. So on that day that, you know, was certainly a day to definitely manifest some things into the life because of that powerful energy from Sirius, um, as well as it being on the eighth day of the eighth month. All right. And not only that, when you add up the date, eight, eight plus six, that equals the number 22. And the number 22 is a master builder number. All right. So that day was um, pretty significant in more ways than one. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And so uh, the peak of the eight, eight Lions Gate um, energy took place at 15 degrees of Leo. All right. So that's the midpoint of the sign. And so um, you want to look to see where 15 degrees of Leo falls for you, because that is where um, this Lionsgate's energy um, came in for you, this powerful, high vibratory frequency energy um, took place. So look to see where 15 degrees of Leo falls for you within your natal chart and visualize powerful manifestation if you didn't already. Um, and, you know, we have until definitely August 12th to certainly take advantage of this energy. So if you are listening to this uh, particular broadcast before then, or this particular podcast before then, certainly look to see if you have your natal chart where 15 degrees of Leo falls for you so that you can certainly, you know, produce some great manifestations within that area of your life. Okay, and visualize it um, so you can empower it and manifest it um, and so to receive more information about this eight, eight Lionsgate energy, you can certainly visit my Facebook page at Astro Numerologist seven, and you can view the Lionsgate, uh, live that I did, um, for this energy. Um, this is powerful energy for manifestation, uh, astrologically as well as numerically. And we certainly go over you know, more in depth about the number 15 and, you know, its significance and things of that nature to this particular eight Lionsgate energy. All right. So definitely head over there to Facebook and uh, view the page so that you can certainly um, listen to the Facebook live about the eight Lionsgate. All right. Now after the eight Lionsgate event, we also have a super full moon in Aquarius and that is happening at 19 degrees and 21 minutes of Aquarius on August the 11th at 9.36 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and at 6.36 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All right. And depending on where you are in the world, it will also happen on August the 12th. All right. So. But those of us who are on, you know, the Eastern Standard Time, you know, uh, time frame that's happening on August the 11th. All right. And again, at 936 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so a super um, moon means that the energy of the full moon is closer to the Earth's orbit and the Earth's electromagnetic field. And so therefore, the moon's energy has a greater pull, you know, on the Earth's electric electric magnetic field or electromagnetic field and can immunate its energy onto the electromagnetic field of the Earth in a very powerful way because it's very close to 
the Earth's orbit. And so that's why it's considered a super moon. Um, the full moon, okay, is, you know, energy that represents completion, right? Things coming to fulfillment, things coming to an ending, right? Um, or things coming to the light for us. Um, so you want to look to see where 19 degrees of Aquarius falls for you, because that is where this powerful supermoon energy is going to be transiting within your chart. So you may have some completions within that area of the life, some, you know, something is coming to fulfillment, something's coming to an ending and things of that nature within that area of your life. Messiah, do you know what area Aquarius falls for you? I know it falls in my 12th house, so I'm definitely going to be, you know, dealing with some uh, subconscious, <laughs> unconscious things. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Aquarius falls in the second house for me, uh, along with Capricorn, too. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, really got to check it out. So, like, you know, some things are coming to completion for you financially and or with your values. For me, there would be some things coming to fulfillment and completion um, as it pertains to, you know, the unconscious self, right? Um, the unconscious personal self for me. Um, and that's dealing with, you know, unconscious behaviors that no longer serves me that needs to be let go, which is very interesting because during a full moon, it is about releasing and letting go, right? Um, and so, you know, so that those endings can take place and move out of the way so that we can make way for new beginnings to happen at the new moon. So, you know, I think that uh, that is definitely um, important. And I'm looking forward to it. I really, really am. So, you know, at this full moon in Aquarius, um, this is going to be a time where um, you certainly want to look to see where the super full moon will be falling and transiting for you. Because Aquarius is the sign of intercession. It is the sign of fellowship. It is the sign of humanitarianism. It's a sign of independence, um, innovation, freedom, and evolutionary change for the greater good of all. All right. So for me, the highlight here for this particular full moon, super full moon in Aquarius, is that evolutionary change for the greater good of all. Right. So the, the other side of Aquarius is chaos, you know, rebellion and things of that nature. Um, Aquarius isn't necessarily very warm and opening. You know, a lot of people would say Aquarius can be pretty much detached. So it's very logical in nature because it's an air sign. Um, uh, so, you know, that is the flip side. Right. The shadow side of Aquarius. Um, however, this full moon, I feel, is definitely focusing on the evolutionary change that is going to take place within each individual person as well as the collective, all right? And, for, and this evolutionary change happening for the greater good of all. Also, uh, at this super full moon in Aquarius, we're going to be experiencing a grand fixed cross or what would be considered a grand fixed square uh, with the south node, uh, with the uh, moon, the sun, right, as well as uh, Uranus and Saturn, all right? So there's going to be a grand fixed 
cross or square between those planets as well as the sun if I didn't say that because all of these planets are in fixed signs all right the south node is in the fixed sign of, of Scorpio right the north node is in the fixed sign of Taurus the moon and Saturn is going to be in the fixed sign of Aquarius um, and the sun is in the fixed sign of the moon and uh, you know uh, Uranus is also in the fixed sign of Taurus okay also too Venus is going to move into the sign of Leo as well so there's a lot of fixed energy that we're going to be you know experiencing uh, during this full moon the super full moon in Aquarius so just keep that in mind fixed energy can be very you know determined kind of stubborn you know but it, it it watches I like to say it watches the store right it's a good manager it likes to make sure that you know it finishes what it starts <laughs> okay uh strong willpower in these fixed signs we call the fixed signs the serpent signs okay um but with this grand fixed cross or this grand fixed square that we're going to be having during this super full moon Aquarius, it will bring about a sense of like uh, determination and, and wanting to make sure that things are done um, and that they are getting done, that they are completed um, and that we have some form of control over what we are um, definitely doing. It can also because, you know, we have that Uranus, Saturn and Mars energy, right? Um conjunction right um you know uh with with the north node it can be uh very uh dynamic again swift change um uh impulsive energy there okay where we may not know what is going to happen when and where because of uranus's energy being in the sign of taurus right bringing in that 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 swift change of unpredictability. So when you have that, um, it can pretty much have people um, on edge, a little anxious, a little, you know, you know, what's going to happen, right? Um, and so during this full moon, you want to make sure that you have, you know, your support system with you. If you're feeling a little, you know, on edge, um, you know, um, a little anxious and things of that nature, make sure you have your support system with you because Aquarius definitely governs over the 11th house of friendships and group associations. So you want your community with you, you know, whoever your support systems are, your friends and, you know, associates that can certainly be a support for you, uh, during this uh, time and full moons can be, you know, they can be pretty, uh, you know, emotional at times, depending on the sign in which they are in, right? And with Aquarius, again, Aquarius can be quite rebellious, can be quite unpredictable. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, so if you're feeling a little on edge and things of that nature and a little anxious, you know, get around your support system. Now, this particular super full moon Aquarius is going to be occurring at 19 degrees of Aquarius. And numerically the number 19 according to the ancients is a number of favorable fortune right it it signifies victory over failure and and victory over disappointment all right and so this is where you know um tapping into that evolutionary change right and allowing that to happen 
for you in whatever area of the life this full moon, this super full moon in Aquarius is going to be transiting for you. This is also significant to, you know, being able to have that support system with you so that you can go through that evolutionary change with some support if need be, right? So that you can overcome that evolutionary change because change isn't easy. Oh, definitely not. No, no, no. No, you know, certain changes within the life is not easy. It's a process and there are times within the process of change and transformation where we may need some some form of support to assist us, right? Um, change isn't easy. It's not always comfortable, but it's definitely necessary so that you can, you know, have the freedom and liberation that comes after that change, right? And that's what Aquarius is about. Very futuristic, innovative, and it's not about necessarily the evolutionary change and the uncomfortable process that happens but it is about the liberation and freedom that is afforded to us due to that evolutionary change so that is what we're looking towards and that is where that victory over you know disappointment or hardship or victory over that evolutionary change comes in at um, that is in alignment with that 19 degree now, when we reduce that 19 number, the number 19, when we reduce that down and how we reduce the number 19, we add the one from the 19 and the nine from the 19 together and we get the number 10. And so the number 10 is the energy of the will of fortune. OK, and so the will of fortune is a symbol of love and light, um, which can create all that is imagined. If you can imagine it it can be materialized. And that's why we have visualization, you know, as a tool to help us manifest. That's why people have vision boards and things of that nature to help them to imagine or, or visualize something into manifestation. So, you know, this is also a part of this, you know, super full moon in Aquarius, right? As you, you know, open yourself up to that evolutionary change in whatever area of the life that this full moon, the super full moon falls for you, which is at 19 degrees of Aquarius, right? As you open up yourself to going through that process of evolutionary change for the greater good of all, you want to imagine and visualize, right, what that end result is going to be like for you because then you will be able to materialize it, right? Don't focus so much on the process in and of itself, but focus on what you would like the outcome to be of that progress or that process, okay? And have self-discipline because self-discipline must go before dominion. Before you can have that victory, uh, you know, um, you have to have that self-discipline to stick with the process of the evolutionary change, okay? Stick with the process that goes with the evolutionary change during this super full moon in Aquarius. Have the self-discipline so that you can dominate, right? That, that you know, that thing 
that is being changed that needs to be changed or you can dominate that area of the life that needs changing for your evolutionary growth and for the greater good of all okay so this super full moon in Aquarius will certainly uh, also conjunct Saturn um, which will provide us the self-discipline emotionally right that is going to be needed to build upon that evolutionary change and with evolutionary change comes innovation it comes freedom and independence and all of these things can happen within whatever area of the life that this energy is going to be falling for you within your natal chart and um because aquarius you know is humanitarian in nature and it governs over the house of friends and you know, group associations and community, right? You'll be able to bring about new networks, new communities that you can be a part of and that you can unify with for the greater good of all due to that evolutionary change that is going to be happening within your individual life, okay? In whatever area of the life that this super full moon in Aquarius is going to be falling for you. All right. So that is for each individual soul. But as a collective, we're all going to be going through an evolutionary change because each individual soul makes up the whole. Let's say it again. Each individual soul makes up the what makes up the whole. Yes. Each individual soul makes up the whole. So if you're going through an evolutionary change, it is definitely going to affect the collective consciousness. All right. So do the work, do the work, allow for this full moon, the super full moon in Aquarius to bring about an evolutionary change um, for the greater good of all within yourself so that that energy can certainly be a part of the evolutionary change that is happening within our society and in our world. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Also, too, remember that um, during a full moon, the sun is opposite the moon, right? The sun is in Leo and it's opposite, uh, you know, the moon in Aquarius. And so when we have opposites, opposites is, you know, about awareness. So be aware that Leo is, you know, the heart and that Aquarius is the mind because it's an air sign. So it's mental in nature and very logical. Let's be aware of, you know, bringing both of those um, energies together in in love. Right. And with love. Okay. Be able to bridge the heart and the mind together during this time, okay? During this super full moon in the sign of Aquarius, all right? So we're wishing you guys a happy super full moon. And then after the super full moon, Venus moves into the sign of Leo on, um, you know, August 11th as well. And so here is where love is definitely grand it's flaunted and you know um you know there's some generosity when it comes to love there's generosity when it comes to money people are generous with their money generous with their love there's an abundance of creativity that can certainly happen under you know a venus in leo transit uh we want to be adored and we want to adore people that we love. We want to certainly dote over them and admire them. And uh, they may certainly want to dote over us and admire us as well. 
when Venus is in the sign of Leo. Also, too, we want to be paid attention to. Everybody wants attention. All right. Don't leave anybody out. Right. Um, so this, I believe, is probably where in the month of August, you know, fighting for competition. When I talked about that, that that competition energy numerically for the month of August. Right. So, you know, people might be fighting for attention. So just be aware of that. OK, especially during this Venus uh, transit through um, Leo time. Right. Um, and so, you know, be aware of that competition as it pertains to attention. And also, too, we can overemphasize our feelings, you know, under this type of transit. So be aware of that and be aware of being, um, you know, excessive when it comes to money and extravagant when it comes to money. All right. So that is the Venus in Leo energy. And I can see right now I, I, I'm going right into it. We talked about um, just now that five universal month of August. So this is the numerical energy, right? A good segue from astrology into numerology. <laughs> you know, we're under this five universal month of August, um, which is an energy of, you know, active creativity, um, active sexuality, active sexual energy, um, you know, having these obligations as it pertains to our family and our social lives, right? Um, you know, paying attention to those obligations as well as competition and the birthing of something, right? Whether it is a baby, you know, a human baby or an intellectual, you know, project, right? So this is going to be a time in the month of August under this five universal month where we're going to have to slow down and modify the lifestyle, slow down, modify our lifestyles, right? Make sure that we are controlling our sensual and sexual desires and appetites. This is also a part of, you know, this five universal month for the collective. And, um, you know, uh, with this, you know, monkeypox outbreak, people may begin to modify or, you know, think about modifying their sexual um, appetites and sexual behaviors or previous behaviors, you know, as a means to definitely slow down the spread of monkeypox. All right. So this is definitely a time for us to really think about, you know, our behaviors, right? Our previous behaviors. Um, what say you, Sia? What do you think about that? Yeah, you know, I think that's something that all of you should definitely, you know, uh, keep in mind of, of course, and uh, be conscious of, work on it, you know. Um, the sooner the better. The sooner the better. Yeah, the sooner the better because, you know, um, and we're going to get into it as well. There has been um, a a state of emergency in certain you know states as it pertains to monkeypox and the the monkeypox spread um and so you know this is definitely a time guys to pay attention to the numerical energies these energies that are out here and what they are you know relaying to us as it pertains to the messages and the energies that are out here for us uh so numerically what, you know, is being said to the collective is to, you know, slow down, okay? <laughs> slow down and begin to modify 
and think about modifying, you know, um, your lifestyle, you know, your sexual appetites and, and previous behaviors. All right. This is, you know, you know, this is really um, important. And that's why we have, you know, this podcast so that we can, you know, certainly get some insight, give some insight around the numerical and astrological energies and what the numerical language is and, and, and the astrological language of the cosmos and what it's saying to, you know, um, our society. So being able to pay attention to, uh, you know, the language um, is important. You know, uh, the universe speaks through numbers. And the universe speaks through numbers first. Before there was an alphabet, there were numbers. And so um, the numerical energy is basically saying you'll want to begin to modify the lifestyle. All who, right. said it, who, who said it that uh, numbers are the language of the universe? Who said that? I think it was. Who was it? Yeah. I've heard a couple of people say it. Um, but I'm sure Pythagoras would certainly agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's who, yeah. that's who it and was. So, she got it. And so, you know, um, it is something that we, uh, certainly want to, um, you know, be aware of. And so another thing that we want to be aware of in this month of August is to listen to our dreams listen to our dreams, listen to our downloads, especially the downloads that we may receive during the AA's Lions Gate. Um, listen to our intuition. Um, listen to any of our clear audience, clear voyant, clear cognizant, um, and clear sentient experiences. Okay. So if you're receiving any messages um, in those ways or by way of meditation and things of that nature, certainly take heed to those messages especially if you are having vivid dreams i hope you guys are you know definitely keeping a dream journal so you can write down the dreams that you have and that you remember upon awakening so that you can interpret them because during this month of august especially uh those downloads and messages are going to be important um to you all right now, in recent news, we have had, you know, monkeypox outbreaks in San Francisco and in New York um, that were definitely declared as states of emergency. Now, with Saturn, all right, this is to me, Saturn energy with a bit of, um, you know, Scorpio in the South Node with a side of Scorpio in the South Node here. So Saturn in the sign of Aquarius and with it retrograding right now in the side of Aquarius, um, you know, it's definitely teaching us the lesson of responsibility for our behaviors. This is just echoing that numerical energy that we just talked about, right? So we went from numerology, we went from astrology to numerology, and now we're back to astrology in the news, okay? So, you know, it's echoing that. So, numerically there's an echo of you know modify your lifestyle look at your behaviors your past behaviors 
you know, temper your sexual appetites. And what's interesting is that I didn't really realize that monkeypox was associated with sex. Interesting. I know, right? I haven't heard I, of that either. I, I mean, it, it is. And, 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 and I just thought it was like, you know, potentially airborne and things of that nature. And I think that people are still um, getting to know about monkeypox and still learning more about it. But I did not realize how um, connected uh, monkeypox is to um, sexual activity. And so with that being said, um, you know, uh, this is definitely a time where Saturn is definitely saying and bringing about the lesson of responsibility. So when um, Saturn is in the sign of Aquarius, that is the lesson. Saturn comes to bring about the lessons. And whenever it is transiting within a sign, there is a different lesson that is attached to the sign that Saturn is in. So when it is in the sign of Aquarius, it is bringing about the lesson of responsibility. Okay, responsibility for our behaviors as individuals and our actions, as well as a collective. Okay, so keep that in mind. Take heed. This is a time for us to be responsible for our actions as individual souls and as a collective, you know, Um, along with Scorpio. Right. Um, Which is a sign of sexuality uh, being in the South Node. So when Scorpio is in the South Node, this is a time for us to, you know, assess our sexuality, our sexual behaviors and move away from some of those questionable sexual behaviors that no longer serve us. Right. Um, Things that are dealing with lust and greed. We need to be moving away from. Right. And we should be moving towards things that are more giving and, and loving. Right. And not grabbing, you know, grabbing at, okay? Um, this is a time where, you know, when Scorpio is in the South Node, where we should certainly be tempering the sexual urges of the lower self, right? So, you know, um, there are no coincidences in the universe that we have these things happening now, you know, that is affecting, um, you know, our uh, sexual habits, and and behaviors so definitely keep that in mind guys as we move um forward you know um in years in the years ahead in the times of ahead and you know this is also allowing us to see the importance of our unions um in a broader way than just sexual you know our unions as being there for sexual pleasures, right? Our unions with our significant others or our relationships are much more than just, you know, there for sexual pleasures. Right, 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 exactly. You know, it's for rec- not just for recreational purposes, but uh, it's for also, you know, bringing new life, you know? So, yeah, of course. Yeah, and we also have to be responsible um, in our sexual practices. And so again, that, you know, theme of responsibility is definitely Saturn, you know, coming in with a little help from, you know, Scorpio in the South Node. So this is also, you know, relating to, again, 
this 2022 universal year and number of the number six and you know which deals with relationship and love so you know i'm hearing that you know the monkey box is definitely um probably causing some strain amongst people um when it comes to their sexuality and their sexual behaviors some people may be you know afraid or anxious or things of that nature or whatever the case may be um when it comes to you know their sexual practices now with the with the widespread of 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 monkeypox you know um and it can potentially affect relationships yeah because people are you know they they're saying look man if i if i can't get down if i can't get in if i can't get it in i don't know if we going to make it in yeah <laughs> i hear that yeah. you know and so you know this is a time where we you know may really need to see our relationships as grander vehicles you know um for you know seeing ourselves through our significant other and not you know just see our relationships as vehicles to have pleasurable sex i agree i absolutely agree to that you know um you know i don't mean to be a debbie downer but uh when we talk about spirituality okay um you know there's more to um you know our energy and our energy bodies than to you know utilize it for sex and that be the prominent thing in our lives okay so this is a venus year where we are definitely learning the lesson of love, um, what it means to love ourselves, what it means to love others, and what it means to cultivate relationships in an authentic manner. You know, as a matter of fact, you know, people didn't necessarily, um, you know, have sex before they were like married. They were always champion it. And, you know, don't have sex before you're married. I mean, I think, you know, there are times when, sexual behavior and sex can complicate things you know in a way yeah especially if you're not prepared for the you know for the chance of bringing in new life when you aren't you know yourself prepared to uh take on the responsibilities of taking care of that new life that you and that partner uh brought into the world so yeah definitely there's that responsibility word again but I also think that it also allows us to get to know, you know, the person authentically, you know, um, when you are not sexually involved, right? Um, and, and, and have that act to kind of cloud your judgment or take over emotionally, right? You really get to see the person and the person really gets to see you and who you are and what you have the, to offer, right within a relationship when sex is not necessarily in play um also in the news there has been talks of a uh, potentially deadly disease found in u.s soil and water whoa i know right whoa so (laughs) you know this uh bacteria that is responsible for this deadly disease is called um Burkholderia pseudomyelia. 
Okay. So that's what it's called. Say it again. Say it one more time. Right. That part. <laughs> Burke Holderia Pseudomyli. Okay. Um, and, you know, this particular bacteria is usually found in tropical and subtropical climates like the U.S. Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, and, you know, um, South America and things of that nature. So it's now over here in the United States, right? Which is pretty unusual, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, they found this bacteria along the Gulf Coast of um, southern Mississippi. And so this bacteria can cause something called myelioidosis. Myelioidosis. Okay. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Myelioidosis. M-E-L-I-O-I-D-O-S-I-S. So, you know, certainly look that up, guys, if you feel the need to do so. Um, There has been a small number of cases in the U.S. uh, reported. And symptoms of this particular um, disease or the symptoms of myelioidosis um, is chest pain and, you know, headaches, fever, um, stomach pain, joint pain, um, coughing and things of that nature. And to, um, you know, avoid, you know, contracting it, um, you know, it is recommended that you uh, avoid soil or muddy water, um, you know, cover up any wounds um, or have any, you know, have some waterproof coverings on your wounds. If you have any open cuts and things of that nature when you are gardening or when you are working in your yard um, or if you're doing any agricultural work, okay, And you also want to wear gloves when you are working directly with um, soil. Um, So this uh, was discovered and reported, I want to say, on July the 28th, 2022. Um, And this was around a time in which Uranus, Mars, and the North Node conjuncted in the sign of Taurus. Okay, so this is around that time. This was right before that time. Right. And so that's where that waning in energy of that, you know, of that conjunction was coming in. And so this is definitely, um, you know, unpredictable, dynamic change within our agriculture, you know, and it's definitely prompting us to uh, definitely um, cultivate our own resources you know, as it pertains to working with soil or working with our water supply um, and things of that nature. All right. And so, you know, that that's why I said it was really unusual or unpredictable that this type of bacteria was found in the U.S. when it's usually found in tropical and subtropical climates. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that just put me in the mindset of Uranus all day. <laughs> You know, this just suddenly pops up and it's just something that's just like... Out of the blue, you know? Yeah, out of the blue and, you know, out of the ordinary. Sounds like Uranus to me. So, you know, guys, we may experience or hear of more agricultural-related situations 
you know, such as this during this type of transit. So be mindful of agricultural um, situations that might occur, um, as well as weather patterns and things of that nature, um, you know, happening as well that could be unpredictable um, and sudden. So, you know, that's that's definitely Taurus energy. All right. Um, there's no, you know, need to really be alarmed because they're right now there are really small cases in the U.S. There's not like a big, you know, huge case. I just believe that they just wanted to let the, you know, the, the public know that this is out here and to just be ready. So you don't have to get ready. Just be aware and to um, definitely protect yourself. Um, it does not spread from person to person. Um, this particular um disease uh or bacteria um but if you have any cuts or wounds it can certainly the bacteria can certainly get into any cuts open cuts open wounds if you're working with soil that is diseased um by this particular bacteria um eating right drinking you know this bacteria in if the bacteria is found in the water um drinking it in and ingesting it you can certainly um be uh infected um it also can be um transferred through the mucous membrane um, within the body so also be aware of that now let's move on to miss uh nancy pelosi okay who is the speaker of the house uh, nancy pelosi uh goes to taiwan <laughs> you know, as a part of her tour to Asia. And this happened, um, you know, I want to say, you know, last week. I just want to talk about it because, you know, it's definitely a thing. And apparently um, this visit wasn't on her itinerary, but she felt like it was a place that she wanted to um, certainly stop and visit. All right. Um, so it wasn't scheduled. However, her visits to South Korea and Japan were on the itinerary and her visit to Taiwan um, did not sit well with China. Hmm. Yeah, it didn't sit well with China, um, which may have caused a rift, even more of a rift between China and the U.S. And so, um, you know, this seems to be a visit that um, Nancy Pelosi planned without the consent of the Biden administration. Um, and so her visit to Taiwan has had China, you know, in an, you know, in, in an uncomfortable position. They weren't quite happy with that. And um, China has displayed threatening military, um, you know, exercises around Taiwan since she has um, visited Taiwan. And, um, you know, China has also made threats of consequences um, for her visit to Taiwan. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah, you know, it is. Um, and considering that um, we have a lot of tension, you know, between the U.S. and China right now. Um, and, you know, the war with, you know, Ukraine and, and Russia and things of that nature, right? And so um, with that being said, let's look at Pelosi real quick. Nancy Pelosi was born on March the 26th, 1940. Um, so she's the first decanate Aries. 
Okay. So this is someone who is independent. She is impulsive and headstrong. Okay. Uh, She's a a pioneering leader um, and she needs to be in charge um, and, and, you know, feels that she has sound judgment. Okay. Um, and she also has a strong character, you know, being that, you know, fire sign Aries and a first decanate Aries. Cause that is, that's, that's full on Mars energy right. mm-hmm. due to the fact that she's born on the 26th of the month, two plus six equals an eight. So therefore she's an eight personality numerical energy. And so with the number eight, you know, there's that power, you know, that authority and that ability to manifest. And so her moon sign is in the sign of Scorpio. And so that's intense energy, right? Intense, you know, passionate, you know, um, with controlled emotion. Okay. Controlled emotional power. You know, those are the ones that have the poker faces, Scorpio sun, Scorpio moon, and more than likely Scorpio rising. Right. You never know what's really boiling underneath the surface emotionally because, you know, they don't necessarily allow themselves to be vulnerable enough to, you know, show, you know, all sides of their emotions. They will repress it. Right. Um, And so she may fear vulnerability um, with this type of placement with her moon in Scorpio. And yeah, you know, she might also fear losing control, which can lead to you know definitely emotional repression and do you know that pelosi said that um the trip was worth was was worth it even though china felt a certain way about it she felt like it was still worth it well hey hmm. yeah she felt like it was still worth it and so you know um for me that is definitely a sign of no i'm not going to be vulnerable about it you know Um, I went, I decided to do that and go and, uh, yeah, I'm not going to lose control. I'm not going to lose emotional control over anything. Everything is going to be all right. China is going to do what China is going to do. This is what they always do. Uh, you know, make threats, whatever the case may be. And, um, the trip was still worth it as if, you know, I would do it again if I had the chance to, (laughs) Hey, you know what I'm saying? That's what Nancy Pelosi said. You know, um, so um, that's what she's saying in a nutshell. I'm not saying that, you know, that she said that verbatim, but um, allegedly it, it it has been said that she did say it was worth it for her to go. Even after, you know, um, China's response to her visit to Taiwan. So Pelosi is a seven life path person and, you know, um, With that being said, seven life path people, they usually keep their own counsel. Uh, They can also be isolated at times and withdrawn. Um, So, you know, they're pretty knowledgeable because they do their research and things of that nature. They are researchers. Um, So I'm pretty sure that Pelosi may have done her research before she went over to Taiwan, um, which helped her to um, certainly feel like she made a sound judgment in going. Um. So I just wanted to put that out there. So for those of you who were wondering, well, why would she do that? Well, let's look at the personality. Let's look at the astrology and let's look at the numerology of the person, right? Of the being. Um, so Pelosi is experiencing a, a power year this year, um, a year of recognition and reward. So, um, and she's getting the recognition now for having gone over to Taiwan. Okay. She's getting recognition for that. 
Uh, let's see if it will be rewarding for her. Okay. Um, uh, she is a star this year and she is certainly receiving her spotlight, you know, right now. And this is not definitely not a year for her to fear or doubt um, when it comes to the decisions that she makes. Um, so there it is. Uh, she didn't fear or doubt the decision All right. to go over to Taiwan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it looks like Pelosi is in line. <laughs> She's in alignment. Um, so now uh, pop culture. Uh, Beyonce, who also has a Scorpio moon like Nancy Pelosi, uh, dropped her seventh studio album, Renaissance. And um, it is now, or it was, uh, number one on the billboard. Yeah, it was number one on the billboard. I guess you guys can hear his voice. So we're going to get get Sia's way in on Beyonce's album. We're going to see here. And so um, uh, this album gave a, gave a 90s club feel to me, you know, uh, with, you know, dance tunes. And, you know, um, it's definitely different from what she usually um, is known for giving her listeners, you know. Um, for the most part, I think for the most part, I like the album, um, and, and her new sound, the new sound on this particular album. She has Cozy on there and Move and Alien Superstar, um, Church Girl, Plastic Off the Sofa. And, you know, of course you can't break my soul and things of that nature. So, you know, I had an opportunity to listen to the album and snippets of it and things of that nature. And um, I feel like, you know, overall it was pretty, pretty good, pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I had an opportunity to listen to um, Virgo's Groove and uh, Beyonce's line in the song where she goes, a psychic, you know, hit me, told me we got this ish to do, that we got ish to do. Um, so when, you know, in that line of a psychic hit me, you know, a psychic hit me up, yo, a psychic hit me up. <laughs> so now Beyonce, you know, Beyonce got psychics hitting her up. You know, does this mean that, you know, uh, Beyonce has put psychics on the map now? I don't know. What's going on? Everybody going to have a psychic, you know, on a speed dial now because Beyonce put psychics in a song? Right. I don't know. What do you think about the album, Si? Well, you know, I think uh, Renaissance was interesting um compared to what i've heard about you know her recent albums uh in comparison to this one i can tell just by not even listening to all of her songs all the way through because i'm not really a beyonce fan like that honestly but i could tell that she has reinvented herself uh her sound uh in a way and at the same time she's encouraging directly trying to encourage the woman of today's times to reinvent themselves as well and you know shed themselves of the social expectations as to what a woman uh, should be and do with their sexuality you know and she you can tell through her songs that she's encouraging women to uh, embrace their inner sexuality to embrace that inner beauty that uh, inner goddess in them so I think that's I think that was a uh, pretty cool to uh, you know, to try and do for for the females of this generation, you know. And um, 
also, at the same time, I don't think it's just for females either. I think she's also just trying to encourage everyone in general to accept themselves for who they are and the sides, multiple sides that they have, and don't be afraid to accept that about themselves, you know, so, yeah, yeah, I think it's very good, it's a very good, uh, very good message, so, yeah. yeah, you know, to definitely step in your authenticity, again, I, we talked about that a little bit earlier in the live, where, you know, we talked about, that seems like that's an, an overall message of stepping into your authenticity, not necessarily uh, being afraid to do that, but to embrace that. Um, and I like what you said about it's not just about you, you feel like coming from her. It's not just about women, but this is also about, you know, everyone like, you know, everyone to do that, especially with the you can't break my soul. Right. Everybody, right, exactly. you know, embracing that 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 energy of, you know, um, embrace your authenticity, step out of your comfort zone or step out of what no longer is serving you and go beyond that. Um, and so, you know, Beyonce is a Virgo, so she, you know, is about helping wherever she can, yeah. however she can, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but we're going to get into um, Beyonce's energy numerically and astrologically, which is something that I found, which was very interesting to me that I didn't know before, hmm. Hmm. Um, which is quite interesting. But before we get into that, she also um, appeared to collaborate with Madonna, Oh yeah, for the remix of "You Can't Break My Soul," and you know she gave a mention to singing divas of the past and the present, um, you know, and so I thought that was really cool. I thought that was really cool of her to do. Um, so uh, I think it's very interesting that she um, was able to um, certainly give back in that way to those um, who have paved the way for her and those who may have very well um, be her contemporaries too. So um, that's also great. So yeah, overall, good job. Good job. Good job, Beyonce. Good job. Good job. Kudos to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did her thing. She did her thing. I'm still, I'm still thinking about that whole psychic thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know. I mean yeah. Virgo's groove. I had to. I had to listen to that because, um, because um, you know that deals with astrology. When I see Virgo and things of that nature, that deals with astrology. So, you know, that piqued my interest. And then when I definitely heard that whole psychic piece, I was just like, "Wow, okay." Now we're gonna have, uh, you know, this. Uh, Maybe we may have this whole psychic trend going on. Yeah, it's very interesting, though, you know, because psychics, it's like, because psychics, they weren't really, you know, socially accepted as as much as uh, we, you know, would have liked them to. It's like, unless a celebrity or someone that is socially perceived to be of importance or of a uh, higher class, quote-unquote, um, says something about something that is has been you know stigmatized upon or greatly misunderstood about that's when people decide oh yeah I think you know I think I could uh, look more into this more you know more into this I feel like it's kind of unfair in a way don't you think 
Yeah, I think that, um, well, yeah, you know, uh, psychics and psychic phenomenon has been around for eons. And so um, to make it now into a potential trend is like, eh, you know, I don't know. You know, it's a double-edged sword, though. It's a double-edged sword because we need to also be acknowledged as well. Um, So however we're being acknowledged or put, you know, um, in front of the masses, right, Um, that's one thing. Right. But being able to be put in front of the masses and and allow our our lights to shine so that we can help others, um, you know, in the way that we are able to help people, um, that that's the big part. You know, that's the part there. That's that's the aha moment for me. Aha. Now, you know, the spotlight is on us to be able to um, be of service to the world you know that's my thing all right um so we'll see um now it appears that you know people were enjoying beyonce's you know album and 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 things of that nature and you know i love the number seven so this is her seventh album and this that's that's awesome and that's great um but there's a person that is not quite happy about it and that is Khalees okay um Khalees was not too happy that uh Beyonce um I believe used her song Milkshake on one of her tracks on the album and I believe that track was called Energy and um you know Khalees stated that she was not told or asked by Beyonce's camp to use um you know the interpolation I think that's what it's how it's pronounced of milkshake and in response to that Beyonce decided to remove you know um you know the uh milkshake um um interpolation from the song energy so I didn't get a chance to hear it um when I did listen to the album I'm sure she had already pulled that from the song so I didn't get a chance to hear it, but that was Beyonce's response to Khalees's, you know, disdain for um, not being involved or told or contacted as it pertains to the use of her milkshake song. Um, so with that being said, let's look at Beyonce. Beyonce was born on September 4th, 1981, and Beyonce is a second deck in Virgo. Which means that she has a bit, you know, she has that Virgo, but she has a Capricorn energy as well. So it's Virgo Capricorn energy there. Um, so she's practical, right? Um, practical earth sign energy with a business interest. That's Capricorn all day. Okay. <laughs> she's got that practicalness of maybe a Virgo, but the business uh, interest that she holds is that Capricorn energy. Um but she needs to watch depressive moods, you know, especially due to the fact that she does have a Scorpio sun placement as well. OK, um, she has talked about um, depressive moods in the past and in past interviews. Um, and so she is a great manifester, as you guys can see. So she has great manifestation energy. Um, she is a four personality, um, which lets me know that she is a good manager and a good organizer um she knows systems 
and how to use them well. Okay. She knows systems and she knows how to use them well. And knowing how to use systems and knowing how to work, implement systems is very important when it comes to business. Okay. And, 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 you know, in the realm of business, um, she's a Virgo. So her Virgo energy is always helpful. And, um, I believe that she sees, you know, how she can help others even when they may not see how she is helping them. And I think that this is what happened with Khalees. Um, because prior to this album coming out, um, you know, there wasn't much talk about Khalees, right? And so not only so much as, you know, talk about Khalees, like there wasn't much talk about her in the media and things of that nature, um, but I believe that she was listed as, um a, a collaborator on the album i believe right because it was used that that snippet from milkshake was used in the song um and so with her being listed that could have benefited Khalees, right um in some way shape or form um which could have helped her um as well so you know we never know sometimes we may think that people are trying to sabotage us but if we take a moment to stop and think about it for a moment um they might very well be trying to help us but we just really need to kind of analyze it a tad bit more right so Khalees speaking of Khalees is a third decanate Leo she was born August 21st 1979 she is very independent um with you know strong courage and she definitely showed that um when she spoke out about the use of her music without her knowledge or without having a heads up, she was like, look, I don't care who they are. I'm not afraid of them. I'm not scared of them. I'm going to speak on this and I'm going to speak my mind. And she was truly being her authentic self. Um, when she did that, I saw the interview or saw the, the post, I think on Instagram when she talked about it. So she can be impulsive though, uh, with the type of energy that she's born with. Um, and, um, you know, her willpower is strong. She has strong willpower. She's a three personality person because she's born on the 21st day of the month. Two plus one equals three. So she is sociable and, um, you know, very high energy. She has a lot of energy, I'm sure. Um, Khalees looks like she's just a person with a lot of, you know, um, good energy, um, as well as scattered energy. So that energy can be so high that at times she may start one thing and start something else before she finishes another thing. And so the energy could possibly be all over the place for her at times. But with impulsive scattered energy comes, you know, um, the inability to kind of think things through first um, before you act, right? So, you know, or, or before you respond. So that's something that could have potentially happened here. You know, I don't know. I'm just interpreting it from and analyzing it from an astrological and numerical standpoint. But there could have been a possibility where impulsive, you know, energy um, may have came into play here on Khalees's part um, prior to actually taking some time to think of think it through and from all different perspectives before responding. Beyonce is um, experiencing a personal year of new beginnings, new opportunities, high energy, and uh, new starts. And we can see that within her album. Khalees is um, 
you know, definitely experiencing a year of power uh, of recognition and major career moves. So she may be able to use, you know, the recognition that she's getting now um, from this Beyonce incident to help her to promote something coming up in her business or definitely um, help her to bring about new listeners to, you know, her music. Right. Just by being a part of this incident. You know, they always say good promotion or bad promotion is is good promotion. No promotion is bad promotion. But, right, right. you know, um, you know, any promotion, whether it be good or bad, negative or positive is good. So, you know, this might be a good look for Khalees in some way, shape or form, even though the, you know, um, her milkshake uh, interpolation. I hope I'm saying that right is or interpolation. I don't know. Um, but even though, you know, her music um, or her sample, her milkshake sample, there we go. I'm going to say that her milkshake sample was pulled from the song Energy. Um, you know, she's still receiving energy from, you know, the masses and the people by being a part of the situation. And she can certainly be able to use that energy in a positive way for herself, especially in the year, in the type of year that she's in right now. So that's all for us, folks. That's it. That's all time out. Um, if you would like to receive a natal chart or a numerical chart, a personal year, um, or a business or a metaphysical counseling session, right? All the things that I'm doing, you know, to show you guys as far as numerical and astrological energy, um, or what type of year, you know, uh, people are in, you can also receive that as well. And if you're interested in um, gaining insight, clarity and direction in that regard, you can certainly go to www.evolutionnow.org to view the services and book a session so that you can know what personal year you're in. So now you know what personal year Beyonce is in and you can see the significance there in the correlation, right? She's in a, a year of new beginnings and high energy and things of that nature. And, you know, you can definitely see that evident in the new music that she's put out, right? And so if you would like to know um, something like that about yourself, you can certainly go to the website, um, see the services and book a personal year session. Also, too, if you would like to support the Evolution Now merch, you can go to my Facebook page at Astronumerologist7 to assess the link and follow me there as well as follow me on IG at Astronumerologist7 as well. OK, I might have another poll, you know, up, you know, during my um in my stories or, you know, have a reel. And if you participate in it, you might certainly get a mention on the podcast as well. And remember, guys, you want to certainly maximize your now moment and keep moving forward. In order for you to ascend, you must begin from within. And you want to what? Be ready so you don't have to get ready. All right. So um, until the next episode, guys. Um, have a wonderful, wonderful um, Leo season. And we will uh, reconvene with you guys on the next episode uh, with a new special guest. So um, look forward to it, guys. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.